Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you so much for always tuning in and for believing in me. It means the world to me. You guys are amazing when it comes to sharing these episodes with people who need to hear it. And I'd like to thank our sponsors for all the belief and help you've given me. Um, we are we are in the top 100 in mental health in the world. That blows my mind. Um, <laughs> and people always ask, hey, how'd you get there? And I'm just literally like, I'm just consistent. That's other. That's the only thing I can say. I just wing this thing, man. But it's because of these amazing guests that I bring on. And today, we have a reoccurring guest, uh, Steve Cutler today. Steve, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Great to be back on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve, uh, I've known Steve for, geez, what's it been, 15 years now, maybe? Yeah, probably even longer than Has that Has it been longer now. than that now? Yeah. Geez, a long time. And I, I first met Steve uh, at uh, the Life Center, and he was a personal trainer there. And I hired him to get me into shape. And boy, I learned way more than just getting into shape from Steve. He is a wealth of knowledge. He, um, You're definitely one of those giants that I stand on. And we talked about this. I was just on your podcast on yeah, Tuesday, great. Yeah. which was really cool. And here we are again. And, um, it's two just in a week. I love it. Two a week, you know. And you have uh, your podcast is called Evolve. Right. Right. And um, you've been doing that for how long now? Uh, a couple of years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so your goal, um, uh, Steve's goal is to empower men and women to evolve to higher levels. He's a transformational coach and consultant. He's helped hundreds and thousands of men and women and athletes to transform their bodies and their lives. And I I personally was a witness of that, uh, which is really cool. Um, He's um, helped on the professional level, collegiate level, Olympic athletes, business leaders, moms, dads, you name it. And he helps them step into their higher forms uh, he's here to help them evolve into their highest version of themselves. He demystifies the process of building your best physique, walk you past through the common pitfalls of weight loss and strength training, and will help you identify the blockers, both physically, mentally, for long-term change. I'm telling you guys, that's what I learned. I mean, I learned way more than just, you know, curling a, a weight, you know, with my bicep. It was amazing. There was a story behind everything you would do, yeah. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. But uh, you're doing some other things, which we're going to get into, and you're really trying to grow what you're doing. Um, you're, you've been a, you're you're a speaker, you're an author, you've been a radio show host, you, you've done it all, and you've 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 worked with some of the best people, and your knowledge is second to none. Honestly, I appreciate dude. that. So I know that's a long way, folks, but I want you guys to really understand who Steve is if you haven't already listened to his other podcasts that he's been on with me. But so, Steve, here we are. Great to be back. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, not, not to mention he's got a beautiful family, and uh, they're awesome, and he does a lot of fun stuff with them, and he's yeah. a great family man. Yeah. And uh, We love having, yeah. having fun together. One thing that really stands out to me, Steve, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, is you practice what you preach. Why is that? so critical of anyone for it for any of us yeah that's a great question you know i think that um for me there's something that's just wired inside that says i can't teach something if i don't do it yeah um 
and I don't know where that came from, but it's always been inside of me that mm -hmm. I, I just, if I feel some sort of incongruence or something where the integrity between thought, mind, uh, action is not there, uh, it really agitates in my soul. Right. And uh, that's not to say that I am always living right. exactly how I want to be living. There are times where I wake up and I think, oh, I'm off, right? My, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm living this way and I have, and I, didn't, I wasn't aware that I had this limiting belief or this uh, blocker or whatever it was. But I think that by living it, yeah. we teach more by our example than we can teach by talking to people or guiding them. Yeah. And if you do want to make an impact in the world and you want to help people on a broader scale, you're going to be much more effective if you live it. Yeah. And so I don't teach my clients anything that I haven't tried, tested, proven, um, except for some of my professional athletes. I've never been a professional athlete before. So right. there's some stuff that I do with those guys that uh, I can't do. But yeah. I know it works. Sure. Well, and again, I think that's what really stood out to me when I first met you is that, you know, I could tell you were that guy that, you know, like, hey, I've done these things and this is why I'm sharing these with you today because I yeah. know they work. Right. And I've always admired that about you, um, the way you carry yourself. And I think anyone who knows Steve would say the exact same thing. Um, you're also a guy who speaks his mind and you have this platform now where you're really trying to get your words and your thoughts and your teachings and your principles out there. So I want to talk a little bit about your evolve, your brand, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of different aspects to that brand. One being the podcast that I was just on, thankfully. Yep. So talk Great about evolve and talk about the name and what it means and then where you're going with this. Yeah. So evolve was something that, um, you know, years ago I had a, uh, a radio show. Uh, I had set a goal somewhere in my mid twenties that I wanted to have my own radio show. <laughs> and so I got a hold of a friend of uh, my parents that had his own radio show. And he said, Steve, you definitely have a face for radio. So let's get you into it. <laughs> I said, thanks Larry. I appreciate no, I that. And uh, <laughs> anyway, by the time I hit my 30th birthday, I'd hit, met that goal of getting my own radio show. And yeah. so I had this platform that uh, was a lot of fun. And this was several years ago. Yeah. Uh, when I moved for a job, I had to give up the radio show. But I always committed that I would go back into having my own show. Yeah. So fast forward to 2020, the pandemic hits. And, you know, like most people were on lockdown. Yeah. I'm going on long walks. I'm going on hikes. I'm doing whatever I can to stay active and have a good time during this pretty stressful time. Right. For, for sure. So I'm on a call with a friend of mine. We used to FaceTime while we would walk together. He lived in another state and he says, Hey, what do you think about podcasts? And I said, well, I think it's, I think it's time. And so yeah. there was something in me that just said, this is yeah. the time to get it going. Yeah. Now I have a mission in life to transform millions of people's lives. Yeah. One day uh, when I was sitting down and thinking to myself, why am I here? What's my purpose on this earth? That was the thing that came to me that I, I, before I die, if I'm sitting on my old man rocking chair on my front porch, I mm -hmm. need to be able to look back on my life and say, I helped transform millions of people's lives. So being the nerdy guy that I am, I started to do the math and I thought, well, 
there's no way I can even get to a million if I'm doing this in this one-on-one coaching or even group coaching space. Yeah. So radio, podcasting, all of these other forms of getting a message out to people, if I can make an impact on one person and then that cascades to other people, that's a way that I can meet my objective and my mission in life. So the podcast was born from this idea that, uh, you know, I needed to start to expand my ability to get out there and get a message out to people that would make an impact. Um, the reason I chose evolve was when the pandemic hit, I saw a lot of pain. Mm. I saw people in lockdown, not able to connect with other people, but it wasn't just that there was this disconnect that they had with other people. It was almost like they lost who they were because they couldn't do the things that they were doing before. And I thought about that and I had conversations with some friends of mine and there was one friend that uh, he's actually my co-host on the podcast where I called him up one day and I said, how are you doing? He goes, this is the greatest time of my life because I can spend all day doing this and tomorrow I'm going to spend all day doing that. And He's got so many interests and I was in the same boat where I would plan my days out and say, well, we're in lockdown. We can't work. Um, I'm going to go to the park tomorrow and draw and paint. And then the next day I'm going to hike from my house up to the ski resort. And then the next day I'm going to do, you know, whatever it was. And so I would bounce from hobby and interest to hobby and interest. But then as I'm connecting with people, I'm finding that most people were so locked in to what they did. Yeah. And I woke up to this idea that people define themselves by what they do rather than who they are. Mm. And so we go through life and we do things and then we think we are that thing. And that's not the case. What you do is separate from who you are. And so I said, well, what if we started teaching concepts and principles that helped people to unravel who they are inside. Because I believe a path to to personal evolution is not necessarily a discovery of what's in front of you, but I believe it's a discovery of what's inside of you. It's getting to that deepest part of your soul that says, this is who I am. And who you are internally is wonderful. It's beautiful. And that most natural expression of your soul Mm -hmm. has many interests, has, has curiosity, childlike curiosity. And so this idea of evolve was born. And, you know, if you look at our logo, there's a lot of meaning to the logo. It's very simple. Uh, but the logo was designed with a specific reason. Uh, I put the words on two line or the word on two lines. I cut it up into two different things because when you look at the bottom of it, the L V E can also mean love Love, yeah. because I'm a big believer that if you want to make a change in life, you don't do it from a state of pain. Now pain sparks, it disrupts pain tells us we're on the wrong path, but you don't, you don't grow from and within pain you grow when you say i have love you know you think about it like this if you hate working out how long are you going to work out for not very long, not very long right <laughs> yeah. but if you say if you find a way to love movement if you mm. find a way to love eating foods that work well for your body if you find a way to connect with friends yeah Now you have love, you have love for that thing and that's how you continue to evolve. And so love is foundational in the evolve mindset, right? The other thing too is there's a box around evolve. 
Yeah. Now, in our day and age, you hear this phrase, think outside the box, yeah, get out of the box. right? Get out of the box. <laughs> I don't want you to. Yeah. I actually want you to think inside the box. And what I mean by that, and I learned this years ago as an artist, that if I were to take a palette and I wanted to create a painting and I had 60 different colors, yeah. well, now I have 60 different choices, it's really hard to be creative when you have 60 choices. Right. But if you limit your palette that you're painting with mm. to three or four colors, that's where creativity comes into play. You think about in uh, MBAs and PhDs, when people are, are put into these situations, there's parameters. Right. And they say, okay, now create within these parameters. That's where the greatest creations come from. Mm. And so one of the like things that. that I challenge people on is... Figure out what your parameters are. Limit your resources. If you only believed this one thing, what would you create about yeah. your life? You know, I love how, Todd, you talk about that there's nothing wrong with you, right? right. That's a major message that you put yeah. out there. Well, what if somebody took that and turned it into a box that said, there's nothing wrong with you. Now go create within that box. So now what are you going to do? Yeah. You can't go to social media and see all these pictures that tell me there's something wrong with me. Yeah, right. I got to create within that yeah. box. What am I going to create within that box? Mm. Those parameters that tell me there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Well, then maybe I'll stop beating myself up. Maybe I'll give myself some grace when I screw up. Maybe when I'm driving down the road and I'm not paying attention and I wake up to the fact that, I, oh, I went the wrong direction. I don't get mad at myself for those things. Yeah. Because the box of there's nothing wrong with you helps yeah. me to come back in and create something that's beautiful and new. Dang. Love that. And, you know, I, you got your hat on right now. With the, I'm just staring at the logo as you're explaining this. Yeah, yeah. And now it makes a lot more sense to me because, I, you know, it's a beautiful logo, by the way. Thank you. And Thank I love you. the creativity. And I did fail to mention you are an artist and you're one of the most creative guys I've ever met. <laughs> I appreciate that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I still highlight in blue and underline in blue because of you. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but the, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. And I love what you said about when you have maybe limited options, it does make you drive a little deeper to be a little more creative or a right. little stronger. Right. Right. If this is all you have now, how can you make this amazing? Right. Right. And I, I oh man, that's beautifully said. I love that. When you think about it, you know, we, we have so many options today. Yeah. We can have an out whenever we feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't want to be in a situation where it's socially awkward. Stare at your phone. You don't want to, um, yeah. you know, you're, you're uncomfortable with being 50 pounds overweight Go buy new clothes and go feed and hit DoorDash so that they can come and give you a dopamine hit and then you're on your way, right? Yeah. We have so many options to right. get away from know. the you know the the pain or the suffering that we're going through. But if we said I'm going to narrow my life down to one thing, well, what that what would that one thing be? And then once you've mastered that one thing, what would the next thing be? Mm. You know, I, I call myself uh, a, a a serial or a recovering overachiever. Um, <laughs> and I call myself a recovering overachiever because I, I sat I down one that. day <laughs> and I had all of it, just like you've got these books stacked over here. I had yeah. probably twice that number of books, uh -huh. but they were journals. Mm. And I looked back on those journals one day and I said, okay, how many, how many goals did I accomplish that I wrote down in this year? And I, on average, I would write five to seven goals, sometimes as much as 12 goals mm. when I would sit down, right. uh, you know, before New Year's and write my goals for the year down. 
and I have a, I have a process where I, I break the year up into two segments. I've got my birthday, which is in May. And so I set my goals typically in November okay. for the next six months. And then, gotcha. you know, uh, may I reevaluate and set them again. And so I, I opened these books up and I realized that on average, I accomplished one to two goals, major goals per year. So then I asked myself a question. Well, what if I created inside the box? What mm-hmm. if I narrowed my focus? What if I got rid of all the other choices, the, all the other good yeah, options? Right. And I said, but what if I sat down and mm-hmm. just created mastery in one thing? And so that led to this spark of what I call my evolve method, which is initiate something, right? That's the first phase. Yeah. Elevate over time and then get to the point where you can automate and so I started to get rid of everything else and focus on one thing. And so that's why I call myself a recovering overachiever because I would try to do so many things. Yeah. I would become a master at that none of sense. those. And then I, when I focused in and said, I'm going to master one thing. And I don't really care about time. I don't care how long it takes me. You know, time is one of those things where I used to say, well, I want to do this this year. Got to have this done. Yeah, got to yeah. do it. Well, why? Why? Like, as a coach, I've had so many people come to me and they're That's like, good point. Why? Oh, it's been yeah. six months and I haven't lost the 50 pounds. Well, you've lost 25. We well, yeah, but I haven't lost the 50. Well, who cares? Yeah. Who cares what the time is? Yeah. If you lose it and, and let's say it takes you another six or even 12 months to get to your goal, well, you're going to feel great. Yeah. So what's the alternative? You're going to go backwards? Go grab the pan of brownies and, you know, down a beer well, and whatever. And I think you point out a really. It's a flaw that we all have. Yeah. We want it now. Exactly. We want it now. And yep. so when it doesn't happen, because we, we do, we put everything at time on everything. Right. I want, why can't I have the 50 pounds off right now? Yep. It's going to take another six months to do this or whatever. And so, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Because it feels like we're always doing that because we want that instant gratification. Yeah. And then we get frustrated and we give up, like you said, and we go back to the brownies and yeah. forget about our weight loss. I think a couple of things. One, um, you know, we have, uh, we forget that things take time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, life is easy for us. You know, I, I just went to uh, lunch with a good friend of mine before coming here. And the fact that I can pull out my card and swipe it and I don't have to think about that. Yeah. And I can get in the car and push the button and drive here. And yeah. that I've got comfortable clothes. Like life is easy. And so because life is so easy, we forget what hard looks like. And we can see beauty and mastery around us, and yet we never lean into becoming masterful. I can sit back, pull up social media, and I can watch the greatest basketball players of all time and never be a great basketball player. But I feel this sense of awe and wonder but I'm never developing that. And so I think the first thing is understanding that knowledge, skill, and ability is what creates happiness. If I have a certain knowledge and a perspective about something and it's a true knowledge, then I'm awake and I'm happy. If I wake to this idea that nothing's wrong with me, I'm happy. If I have the skills that I don't fall into a trap of thinking negative thoughts consistently over time that tell me that there's something wrong with me. Yeah. I'm happy. If I have the ability because I've developed those skills over time to to have that resilient mindset with my emotional intelligence, I remain happy, yeah. right? I like so I believe that knowledge, skills and I abilities 
are the key. I, I think it was maybe Aristotle that said that a person's happiness is directly tied to their skill and ability in life. And I, I think that's true. Think about yeah. a relationship. Yeah. If you're a great communicator, you're going to have good relationships with people, right? If you're really good at showing love, mm-hmm. you're going to have great relationships. I think about um, a conversation I had with my oldest brother uh, a year or two ago. And I was going through some uh, something that was extremely frustrating to me, and I expressed it to him, and he just looked at me, and he said, I'm so sorry. And then he sat there, and he just looked at me, and I felt his empathy. Mm. And he has that skill. He has that ability. He has the knowledge that he doesn't need to fix my problem. Yeah. But he has the skill and he has the ability to sit there in the shit with me and to feel it and to empathize with me. And that brings happiness because now I feel even more love and loyalty towards him. And so I believe knowledge, skills, and abilities and becoming really good at what we want to get Mm -hmm. good at is critical. The other thing too is I think people don't understand what time really is. We have such a messed up way of looking at time. Time is not what we think. We, We think of it in terms of this Newtonian time and you know, one of the things I do when I go out to lecture to companies is I take people through this full process of breaking down what is, you know, how do you quote unquote manage your time? Mm. Um, there's a lot of really bad ideas out there yeah. that you can manage time. And for the listeners, one of the best things, I'll give them an idea of what I do when I start out with yeah. this, when I'm coaching a, a group of executives, is you pull your phone out or you look down at your watch and just stare at it and manage that. And then people sit there and they say, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, I know it's stupid. You can't stare at your watch and do anything to manage it. Time moves on yeah. with that watch, that clock, your phone, whatever. It's gonna continue. Yeah. So if you can't manage that, what can you manage? So I asked this question to a group of executives the other day and they sat back and they looked up and they're like, well, I can manage my calendar. Kind of, but not really. So. When you're managing time, you're not managing time. Yeah. The only thing you're managing is the components of what time really is. Mm. So then we have to ask ourselves the question, what is time? Yeah. Well, time is a relative construct. And when I mean it's a relative construct, it's relative to how we feel. Mm. It's relative to a couple of different things. It's relative to our focus and it's relative to our energy. So think about an instance where time flew. Yeah. Like I remember last year, about this time of the year, my family and I were in uh, Hawaii with my wife's family, and we're on the beach. Time flew. Yeah. Because my focus was right there. I wasn't back here in the cold of winter. Yeah. I didn't mentally travel somewhere else to Fiji or anywhere else. <laughs> I was right there. Yeah. Right. So my present. my yeah. focus was there. My energy was there. Time is a relative construct mm. that equates to focus multiplied by energy. That makes a lot of sense. And so what can you control? Well, you can control your focus. What do you focus on? You can also control your energy to a certain degree. So one of the things that I teach executives and, and my uh, personal coaching clients is if you need to accomplish something that you that takes more energy and more emotion, do it when you have high energy. If yeah. you're high energy at night, do the most difficult task at night. If you're high energy in the morning, do the most difficult task there. And understand that that's really what time is. It's focus multiplied by energy. 
because it's relative to those two things. So if you want to lose weight, all you have to do is focus on doing the things that will get you the weight loss. Move on a consistent basis. Decrease your caloric intake slightly. Make sure that your macronutrients are balanced appropriately. Do those things. Who cares about this concept of time? Oh, I love that. Time expands when you want it to. Wow. Time shrinks when you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I hope See, we didn't do go too metaphysical. No, there. it was good. I'm over here just going, holy cow. And, and again, this is why I love talking to you because you, again, stuff that you know and just and the way you share it, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah. that's why you're so good at your coaching and, and uh, all the development you do for people and, and companies and organizations. Yeah, I appreciate Beautiful. that. Beautiful. So you talked about, you have kind of like this process you do with Evolve. Talk a little bit more about that. Like, um, is there other things on top of what you just mentioned as part of this method and process you put someone through? Or is it yeah. every client a little different and you just kind of go where it needs to go? Yeah, great question. So um, I, I have a methodology, but that methodology is based on principles. And the reason it's based on principles is because no two people are alike yeah. and no two companies are alike. Right. So for instance, with everything that we want to accomplish in life, we have to say to ourselves, okay, this is my end result, my end goal, right? Once we're clear on that, then we can reverse engineer it and come back to what now? What do I need to start with right now? But along the way, there should be three different phases. The initiation phase, there's really one goal. It's just, let's get you going on that. Whatever the first step is, let's initiate. Okay. You don't have to be good at it, Yeah. right? I, I was with a client earlier today. Uh, He's never done a lot of exercise. He's played some sports, but he's never done a lot of strength training. And so the coordination for some of these movements that I want to get him to do is not there just because he simply hasn't done it. Right. So I told him, I said, the goal here in the initiate phase is to just get you started because over time your body is going to adapt and you're going to develop the skill. Yeah. You're going to get the repetition and you know, repetition is mother of all skill, right? So we do yeah. it over and over and over again and you're going to get really good at these I things. That. So that again, yeah, repetition is the mother of all skill. Mm, love that. And so when you do something consistently, if you do it well, then you're going to do it consistently well, right? So mm. we just want to initiate. So, Initiate really comes down to two questions that you have to ask yourself. The first question is, what are the one-time actions that I need to do to get me moving in the right direction? So that could be, let's say that I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Well, one-time action could be that I'm going to go join a gym, right? That's a one-time deal. I only have to do that once. Yeah, then sign I'm up member, one time, right? you're, you're in. That's yep. it. Maybe another one-time action is I schedule my time to go to that gym in my calendar. Because if you schedule something, you're more likely to show up for to the meeting to yourself, right? right? Yeah. So if I say, all right, I don't need to go to the gym for an hour because that's probably going to kill me because I'm just starting <laughs> right. out. I'm going to commit yeah. to going to the gym for 10 minutes. That's all you need to do in the initiation phase. Do something that you can repeat and that you can develop a habit on, right? Yeah. And this goes back to the basics of psychology and how we learn. Yeah. Studies have shown that basketball players that want to improve their shot get better at improving their shot by visualizing yep. and then going and shooting, yeah, right? Sure. So if I want to get better at shooting a free throw, I have to spend time visualizing, then I go do it, and then that sticks. And so it's really the initiation phase is about picking those one-time things 
and then do something that you can uh, go to the next question, which is, what do I need to do on a consistent basis? What's one thing that I need to do on a consistent basis? So let's say that we're going to go away from the gym piece, but I still want to lose 20 pounds. Well, maybe the one habit that I'm going to start is that after dinner, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a walk. I'm not going to wash the dishes first. I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah. I'm going to go walk around the block yeah. because that's all I can do right now. Exactly. So I go walk around the block during my initiation phase and I'm setting a foundation if you can walk, well, eventually we can get you to run, yeah. right? But that's during the elevate. All I want you to do is just create some wins in that. So I've got my one-time actions and then I've got my repetitive things. At a certain point, you, your psyche, your body, your mind, your soul will tell you that it's time to elevate, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need a coach. You don't need an expert always telling you that. There's something deep in your soul that says, hey, buddy, Time to up our Time game. Time to up our game. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And everybody's felt that in yeah. one way, shape, or form. It's that moment where you say, oh, this is too easy. I know I can do more. Right? Yeah. All right. Now, that relationship doesn't feel quite right. I need to move in a different direction. Right? So that's when things elevate. So when things elevate, your soul, your body is going to tell you that if you pay attention. Yeah. So that's why when I say there no two people are alike... You might be walking six months around the block before you feel like it's time to elevate. You may walk for two weeks and your body adapts and you say, oh, I'm going to walk longer. Right. But when the elevation comes, you just say, what can I do to make this a little bit better? So we're not trying to eat the whole elephant at once, right? right? Yeah. We're not trying to go from point A to point Z. We're just going from A to B. Yeah. That's what Elevate is about. I love that. You spend a really long time in the Elevate phase because you can continue to make iterative growth. If you ask yourself the question, what's one thing that I could do today or one thing that I could do this week to improve that area of my life, you can keep going on that path for a really long time. Yeah. Now, over time, that creates mastery. When you have mastery, mm -hmm. that's when you ask yourself this question of, how can I automate now, automation is the key for everything. And I'm, I want to give your, your listeners just probably the yeah, best please. key. Yeah, please. If you want to get into a state of automation, automation isn't, oh, I've got this app and it does that thing. Those things help. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Automation is when you change your identity. Mm. So if you are 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, you start in the initiation phase walking around the block. Yeah. In your elevation phase, you say, I'm going to start getting 10, 12,000 steps a day. Yeah. You start to get some weight off. The way you go from elevate to automate is you change the story that you tell yourself. Yeah. You now tell yourself, I'm a healthy person. Yeah. I'm an active person. I'm a fit person. I'm an athlete. Whatever it is. Because yeah. then, once your identity has changed and that starts to root, yeah. everything comes back to that. And you now start doing the things that healthy people do. Yeah. You will automatically start making other choices. That's why it's automation. Wow. So it's that. not about hey, how do amazing. we do something in the external computer, but we type into the computer, the, the, the nervous system, and we go into the brain and we say, I'm going to change the programming. Because if I can change the programming by telling myself that I'm a different person or I'm going to identify as a different uh, something, you just start doing those things. Yeah. Like that. people would think it would be crazy if I went out and gained 50 pounds and lived a crazy lifestyle and I'm slamming down beers and donuts every night. 
it, it just it wouldn't be congruent with who I am, yeah. right? You would look yeah. at me and you're like, uh, that doesn't match. It's like, dude, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Because my identity is tied yeah. to living authentic to this healthy life. Wow. So that's I, how you start to automate. You know, I, I love that, Steve. And as you were saying this, I was thinking of a maybe an example in my own life. And two years ago, I ran my first Spartan. Oh, yeah. 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 And, I remember this. Uh, I think we talked about that yep. a little yeah. bit. And I did my second one last year, and I've signed up for the third one. And it's interesting because I honestly, it's at least the first one, I can honestly say it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. I, meaning physically, mentally, all of it. It, it was, pushes if I, you. Yeah. And if I told you what I had to go through, people would go, oh, geez. And I'm not saying, oh, look at me. I mean, people can do the Spartan running backwards. I mean, there was a guy with no legs doing it. Wow. It was insane. Wow. But what I have found is when I'm doing something hard, whether it's I'm doing something at home, even if I, oh man, I got to go clean up that whole flower bed. And I'll be like, I'll literally say in my head, well, dude, you did the Spartan. Yeah. This is nothing. <laughs> That's nothing. So it's funny if you could plug yeah. something into my head. It was, What's Todd saying to himself right now? You know, he just looks like he's out there working hard in the garden, but I'm going, I don't really want to do this, but. I'm a freaking Spartan. I'm a Spartan. So now I'm going to do this. I, yeah. Anyway, so that was like, a, that's what came to me when you were talking about that. But I agree with that because. But that happens automatically, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it was automatic. Like, no, dude, you can do hard things. Right. This is probably hard, but dude, look what you've already done. You've already accomplished. Know, so Absolutely. And that's where the automation comes in. Yeah. Because once you start to change the identity, now some people try to do it before, and I, I'm. It's not that I'm opposed to right. uh, positive affirmations and whatnot, sure. but let's be honest. If you're 50 pounds overweight and you got Dunlop's disease, where your belly Dunlops over your belt buckle, <laughs> you are. I know. I was wondering what's Dunlop. What are you you're about? you're not going <laughs> to sit here and say. I'm a healthy, fit person, and your soul is going to resonate. It's right. going to say, buddy, we can't even see what your dicky-do is doing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we can't see your toes. So it's hard to make that connection. I so you don't work yeah. on the final stage at the beginning. You yeah. say to yourself, yeah. I just got to get going. I'm yeah. just going to initiate. And yeah. that's why when we talk about evolving, it's about going from one stage to a different stage yeah. of who you are, not who yeah. you think you should be or a comparison with other people. Because when you show up as yourself authentically, if you're 50 pounds overweight, then you just show up and you say, well, I can't see my belt buckle. I got the Dunlop's disease. I'm going to yeah. get rid of the Dunlop's yeah, disease, but I'm going to do it over time. And I'm going to start right now with yeah. where I'm at. Love I'm just going to start walking. I'm going to yeah. start going to the gym. I'm going to start doing something. Don't worry about the rest of it. Yeah. What, what great uh, insight, Steve, and for anyone listening to this who may be exactly that, where they're, they're overweight and they don't know where to get started or they feel overwhelmed, if they follow that path you just beautifully laid out for them, mm. I mean, there it is, Yeah. right? I mean, so beautiful. Wow, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, you the, I love the way you carry yourself. That's If I could say anything about you, Steve, it's like, just every time I see you, like you, when I see you in a restaurant with your wife, or <laughs> yeah, it was great to we, see you we a couple ran weeks into each ago. Other. Yeah, like just the way you carry yourself—is is that something that's? I mean, do you even know what I mean by that? Like, like you, I'm not you sure. have this. Well, like energy—you can't fake energy. Yeah, like your yeah. energy introduces itself the moment you walk into a room. So you walk into a room. The moment I saw you out here in the hallway when you're waiting for me, I was like, I can just, I can just feel it, mm. right? 
again, it goes back to that authentic person that you're trying to be, right? Yeah, if that makes right, sense. Right. So I, I just love the way you carry yourself. And I, and I say this because I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know you have like probably a morning ritual, morning routine, certain things you do in a day to kind of keep yourself, you know, outside. You're helping so many people, but at the same time, I know you're also doing stuff for you. Yeah. What does yeah. that look like? Yeah. Because I question. think that plays a part in the way you carry yourself. Is that that's does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate the clarification. Sorry, so that was a long way to ask that question. But. No, no, that that was great. Um I, I think so let's talk about the the carrying um carrying myself a certain way and then we'll talk about the okay. uh some of the things that feed into that. Yeah. So I I I love the fact that in our day and age we can choose almost everything in our life. You can choose the input, right? You can choose what you watch. You can yeah. choose what you read. You can choose yeah. who you hang out with. You can choose the car you drive, the clothes you wear. And there might be some people out there that say, well, but I can't afford this and I can't afford that. And that's fine. Yeah. But I can tell you when I sat down as a kid and said, someday I'm going to own a Porsche. And by the time I was in my early thirties, I'd figured out how to buy one. And now at this stage of life, I've owned six or seven of them. Like whatever you choose to do, you can do it. You might not be able to do it right now, but you'll be able to get there. Right. Yeah. So I love the fact that we can choose everything in life. Yeah. I can choose how yeah. I show up in my relationship sure. with my loved ones. Yeah. I can choose the clothes that I put on. I can choose the the way that my chin is when I walk into a room. And mm -hmm. all of these things are conscious choices yeah. because I want to make an impact. Yeah. Um, I can choose the, um, the scent that I put on. I can choose the way that I do my hair, the way that I cut it, the way that I move my hands. There's so many things that you can choose in life. And that wasn't always the case for me. You know, there was a period of time where I thought and felt like a victim. Life was happening to me. Yeah. And right. I think you you yeah. uh, say it really well, well when life happens for you. Yeah. And life happens for you to teach you how to live your most evolved self. Mm. And so on a regular basis, I ask myself, who do I, who am I and who do I want to be? And how do I want to carry myself? And I try to step outside of myself to say, if I were my kid, if I were my coaching client, if I yeah. were somebody else, what would my you know, vision of that person be? How would I want to be described? And so the way I think, the way that I talk, the way that my inputs are, um, you know, what I watch, what I read, what the people I choose to hang out with and have conversations yeah. with, I'm very conscious of those things. And one of the most important things that I've learned over the years is how to say no. Mm. I, I am great at saying no. <laughs> I can do yeah. it in a way where you still feel good about yourself. Yeah. And I feel amazing because if we don't align, if we don't vibe, if what you're offering me is yeah. not what I'm, you know, want in my life, I can say no to that. Yeah. And I think if you look at Michelangelo's sculpture of David, that to me is like the yeah. epitome of yeah. beauty when it comes to sculpture. He didn't pull that together with clay. He took a big block of marble and he envisioned what that sculpture would look like. And with a hammer and a chisel, he got rid of stuff to reveal the beauty that was inside. Mm -hmm. And if you read 
what he said about the way he would sculpt is he would have these images and I think it was the the statue of Noah actually where he said the images were already there I just had to chip away the rubble yeah. so that you could see what was already within that yeah. marble and I think it, again it was Noah when he finished it up he said he looked at it and he thought it was so lifelike that he yelled speak and hit it on the knee with a hammer and so if you look at that sculpture there's a part of the knee that's missing oh really oh wow our lives are the same way yeah we can choose how we want to look we can choose how we want to feel we can choose the interactions we can have when somebody starts to cross a boundary we can say i don't feel comfortable with what you're saying right now i have a need to feel comfortable in this relationship, to have communication that's respectful. And so I'm wondering if we could talk about how we can communicate in a way that respects where you're coming mm. from and respects yeah. where I'm coming wow. from. We can choose all of that, yeah. right? And developing the knowledge, skills, and ability allow us allow to us live to that, that life. Okay. So then that kind of leads to what are some of my routines? Yeah. If I'm being honest, I probably have done it in a way that I wouldn't recommend other people do it. <laughs> Okay. So I started years ago just looking at all the, what I call my shit that's wrong with me. And I just said, what, what, okay, that's a problem. I'm not good at this. And then I said, but if I wanted to get good at it, how would I do that? And I would start to deconstruct it. Mm. And so if I, you know, when I was younger, for instance, I was extremely shy. That it's not a great way to live. I didn't want to, you know, yeah. just be the shy kid that was awkward and couldn't yeah. talk to other people. I wanted to have a voice. I wanted to communicate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to listen. I wanted to, yeah. you know, be able to share uh, love and empathy and all of these great things. So I said, well, okay, suck at social interactions. How do I get good at social interactions? <laughs> so I deconstructed it. Yeah. And I figured out, well, what is that? How do I get people to like me when I'm yeah. having a conversation? How do I get people to listen to me? If we don't vibe, how do we get away from that, yeah. right? And so what I did is, over the course of my life, I would look at whatever I would identify as a problem or a challenge or something that I wasn't good at. I would break it down, deconstruct it, and then say, how do I make this work for me? Mm. So the reason I say I don't want people to do that um, is I think that was a pretty harsh thing, and I put myself through a lot of hell for a lot of years that led to that overachieving mindset. Yeah. What I encourage people to do now is the same process that I've shifted to, where I identify what it is that I want to go after in life. If I want a better relationship with my wife, then I say, okay, what is it going to take to get me there? That doesn't mean that I become blind to where the gaps are. In fact, we did an episode on my podcast about this, um, where my wife, I had my wife come on and we talked about this concept of nonviolent communication that we practice in our marriage. And, you know, two, three years ago, I looked at her and I said, you know, I love you. You love me. We have a great time. We've been in love since who knows when, I mean, yeah. we've been married now 25 years, but God, we suck at dealing with conflict. Like we're horrible when yeah. conflict comes. Yeah we just fall apart. Sometimes we're stupid and childish. Sometimes we're upset and angry, but what if we got good at that? What would that look like? And so we set a goal to become better. And then we reverse engineered it and we found Marshall Rosenberg's nonviolent communication process. Mm. And we practice that almost on a daily basis so that we're good at doing that. (laughs) And so then when conflict comes up, 
she'll look at me or I'll look at her and say, well, this is how I feel. And this is what my needs are. And I wonder if we can figure out a strategy of how we can achieve that. So my recommendation is don't just look at the problems, but look at where it is that you want to evolve into. Yeah. And then let's break it down and get you along to, uh, the steps along the way to get there. Yeah, I love that. Beautifully said. And, you know, some of those communication skills and things you're talking about, we we teach here in, in the treatment center, yeah. right? And yeah. Because, again, usually people come in here and their communication skills are the worst. Right. Right. But we all need to work on that. I mean, I was thinking, I've been married with my wife for 30 years, mm. and we are still trying to be better communicators and things like that. And we've done kind of the same thing. It's like, hey, we've we've really struggled in certain areas. Where, where How can we be better at this? And yeah. So I love the way you said that, and thanks for the vulnerability on that as well. Oh, yeah, you bet. You know, um, with this evolve you got the you got the podcast and you're 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 doing some online stuff now Mm -hmm. private coaching you do other coaching is this all under the evolve brand now everything you've been doing because you've done this for a while now but i'm just wondering is it all under that brand yeah so the the major shift we made lately is just to pull everything under one brand okay um so evolve has been the podcast i have been coaching people in you know health and fitness for the past 20 plus years uh but i but i pulled back significantly for a long period of time and it would only take on a, a few select clients per year and uh, lately, the, my soul has been speaking to me to say it's time to expand that out and to mm-hmm. you know grow it and build it into yeah. other things. And so, what what I'm uh, what we're doing now with the company is one on one coaching and group coaching online. Okay. But then we are also building out products to where if people say, "Hey, I want to get into better shape," or "I want to," mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm struggling with my communication. Whatever, right? We with evolve, we talk about evolve your body, mind, soul, and tribe. So any of the thing that fits into those four buckets, we're creating courses for people so that they can oh, um, go on and download and watch those and you get better. Again, it's all back to the knowledge, skills, and abilities that you develop yeah, in okay. life. And so cool. that's where the expansion is coming from. I have, uh, for several years, I don't know, almost two decades, been speaking to companies and organizations. I do some consulting with executives and I will run workshops for companies, but I've also uh, been a speaker to companies teaching about leadership, communication. Um, the concept of time has actually been one that people will uh, come back and more and more for because they have these (laughs) antiquated ways of looking at time. Uh, and then they're burned out and they hate their life because they're pulled this direction for work. And then they try to go off of this, uh, you know, garbage idea of what is work-life balance that, that's not a thing, right? Especially when you put in into this idea of the construct of time is relative to energy and mm. your focus, right? Yeah. So there is no such thing as balancing work and life. Right. Work is part of your life. Let's just figure out how to create a harmony here. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, what we're doing now is the... Um, you know, business to consumer side, as they say, the B to C side yeah. in business, uh-huh. <laughs> that's for uh, individual consumers to help them evolve into the most uh, evolved human that they can be. Okay. So that's where the personal and the group coaching is. And then the business to business side is uh, the consulting, speaking, and then the workshops that we do. So I had a company recently that uh, brought me in for um, a, a series of lectures that I do in one day 
that covers leader of self and leader of others. So we help you identify how to become a leader of yourself first and foremost. So back to what we talked about before, of you've got to have integrity and power within you. And then how do you develop the skills to become a leader of others afterwards? So that's a really common one that I do. Cool. So the major shift has been bringing the B2B and the B2C together <laughs> uh, to use kind of nerdy business speak and put it all under the Involve umbrella. And there was a really smart guy that I talked to that uh, told me that he liked the name Evolve on uh, both ends. And so I, when he told me that, I said, well, Todd, that's great. I'm going to steal your idea and I'm going to pull it in. <laughs> so you were actually the genesis oh, of... Wow pulling both uh, brands cool. together. Nice. Well, yeah. that makes me feel good that I have some influence on you. <laughs> uh, you always do, for sure. <laughs> no, it's beautiful you said. If someone wants to know more about what you do, uh, you know, subscribe to your podcast, find out about these courses, share them with their family and friends, what's the best way for someone to, to get the information they need? Yeah, so uh, I'm on all social media. It's just Steve Cutler with an underscore at the end. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, like I'm all over the place. We right. we try and take our content yeah. that we produce and put it out everywhere so that people can find it. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, that That's an easy way for them to get a hold of me. Uh, or you can go to our website, evolve-cast.com, mm. and then that has the links out. Okay. Uh, and it's The Evolve Podcast on all podcasts platforms, YouTube, like we are trying to be everywhere because if we're going to meet this objective, this mission of hitting, uh, you know, millions of people's lives transformed, we need to show up where they are. So while I am not always in love with social media, I'll show up wherever, because if that's what it takes to hit millions of people's lives, we'll be there. Absolutely. Love it. Um, one last thing I want to end with, and, and again, we could talk all day, um, if there's someone listening to your voice right now who's in a dark place, they're struggling, they, there's just not, they're losing hope, that kind of thing. Yeah. What would you tell that one person? You've already shared some amazing advice, mm-hmm. but what would you tell that person right now? I'd say where you're at is awesome, even though it doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's in the darkest moments mm-hmm. that we come to our greatest understanding. Yeah. And think about it like this. You're in a dark spot. You think there's no hope. You think that, you know, the future is bleak, but the reality is in your darkest moments, all you're doing is sitting in the shadow of the future. You don't know what the future holds. You know what your past is, but you are not your past. And when you're in your deepest, darkest moment, all you're doing is sitting there in the shadow Mm. of what is to come. And at a certain point, When your legs feel like they can stand up, you'll stand up. When your eyes feel like they can open, they'll open. When your heart feels like it can beat a little bit harder, then it will. And you'll start to move forward. And you will move past this darkness into the light. The greater the light, the greater the shadow. And so I can tell you from my personal experience and coaching literally thousands of people over the years, when you're in your darkest moment, it's wonderful, yeah. even though it doesn't feel like right. it because you are one step away from going into the light. And so hang on, yeah. keep going, but start moving. You don't need to write Beethoven's Fifth Symphony right. to feel better. All you need to do is get up and go for a walk. Yeah. Call your friend and say hello. Do something 
and listen to your soul because your soul is going to guide you on your personal path of evolution. So recognize that the darkness, that cold, that's your creative space. That's where you're going to create from. Yeah. Right. Darkness and cold. Those are in, if we think about it from uh, kind of a mystical Eastern philosophy, that's the yin energy. Mm. Yin is the female energy. Yin is the creative energy. Yin is what gives birth. And so when you're in the darkness, when you're in the cold, something's about to be reborn. Yeah. And so just have some patience, but start moving forward. Wow. Beautiful advice. And, dude, your voice is beautiful. Seriously, <laughs> right, folks? Thank you. Do, don't you just love Steve's voice? It is literally like the best voice. It's calm. It's peaceful. It's safe. Wow. I appreciate Good stuff, that. stuff, dude. Thank, Thank you. you. Seriously, you're amazing. Thank you. Truly amazing. I get emotional because I care a lot about you. Yeah. And I love, love to you. see you being successful. And I hope it just keeps growing and growing because you're, you're helping so many people and we need it. We need you. And uh, so thank you for taking some time today to share us and uh, to help us all evolve. I've evolved just by sitting here listening to you, dude. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. We're Spartans, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we have yeah. to be warriors. Yep. I would much rather be a warrior in the garden with you than to be sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think that there's a I think there's a war going on in this world. Yeah. And it's a war for men's and women's hearts and minds. Yep. And who is going to win that war? Yeah. You know, there there are a lot of people losing that war. Yep. A lot of people are choosing to check out of life. A lot of people are choosing to end life. And I think you and I like many others, we have a calling. We are the warrior in the garden, mm-hmm. and we're not out of it yet. Yeah, we're still fighting that fight. Yeah, but we're there to help fight the fight so that people that are struggling, yeah, can make it through. Yeah, and so it's great, but at the same time, you and I will never rest, right? Yes, right. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. And Love you and appreciate you. Thanks, Steve. Well, there you go. This was another amazing podcast, guys. Wow, this is so cool. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Please share this with your family and friends. Uh, If you have someone you know who's struggling, they need to hear these words. If you're looking for personal coaching, if your company and your organization is looking for someone to come in and and get your team going in the right direction, Steve's your guy. So please reach out to him. Check out his website. Check out his podcast. I've been on your podcast, I think, three times, and I think this is your third time on here. Maybe I've been four. four. Yeah, I think it's four with the gratitude episode. It's been so cool that we just got this relationship where we come and just shoot the breeze with each other and talk about some amazing things. And um, So thank you, everyone. Thanks again to my sponsors. I love you guys so much. And Steve, I love you. Love you too. And best to everything you're doing, brother. Thank you. Till next time, everyone.